they took back what they said and they're like, no, our gods never bring back anyone to life. Mm-hmm. And so their God is definitely stronger. Mm-hmm. And their God obviously cares about even the little things in life mm-hmm. because our God doesn't care about babies. This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big, miraculous ways, all the way down to small, everyday things. Hi, everybody. This is Camus, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. And this week, I have Joella with me. Um, Joella is one of my friends from church. We do a young adult Bible study together. She comes out and helps me with Bible studies in, I've known Joella for a few years now, but recently because of doing young adult Bible study together, we've gotten really close. And so I asked her if she would be willing to share her testimony because I was, didn't find anybody this week. So she was really nice and helped me out super last minute. So if you hear some background music, that's because our church is playing music right now because that's where we can do it. <laughs> Anyway, Joella, why don't you tell everybody where you're from? So, I am originally from Colorado. I was raised in Nepal until I was about 15, and then we came back to the U.S. and moved around some, and now I'm here in Idaho. Yes, moving around all different places doing mission work and stuff, so. Yes, and Joella's mom, dad, no, her mom hasn't been on yet. Her dad and her sister, so Joel Myers and Joanna Hart, are her, Joanna's her sister and Joel's her dad, and they both have episodes. I don't remember their names, but yes. So let's pray to get started. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this nice day today. Thank you that Joel is willing to share her testimony, be with her, give her the words to speak and to tell and testify of all that you've done for her. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Joella, how would you tell us the story you came to tell us? <laughs> so, um, yeah, growing up in another country is a lot different than growing up in the U.S. And also, for me, as a young person, I realized really young that God was really, really real. Mm-hmm. And that he cared a lot about all the little details of our lives. Oh, yeah, for sure. And... I think even more so because it really helped to, to make my faith even stronger in him because of seeing him work so miraculously in other people's lives. Mm. When we first went to Nepal, we lived 13 miles from the nearest road. Oh, wow. And so um, to get to our village from like the main city, from Pokhara, we would have to drive on a bus for four hours and then get off that bus and hike 14, 13 or 14 miles to where we lived. So it was up and down over like these steep Himalayan mountain passes. Basically like if you were going up and down the mountains here in Idaho, Mm -hmm. but you had to go up several of them. Yeah. Up and down several of them to get out to the village where we lived. Oh goodness. So yeah. If it took us like normally around six hours to do, Uh, but if there was like an emergency, we would jog it in about four. Oh goodness. Or three. Three or four. <laughs> so just really, really far out there. It just yeah. nothing but people and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So just to give a little context of how far we were from like if we had medical needed medical help or anything like that. My parents are not doctors. My mom was a layman wife. And so she did a lot of deliveries of babies and stuff over there. Mm -hmm. But because we were American, then they assumed that we were doctors or had a lot of medical experience. Oh. (laughs) So we automatically got that label on us. And even being a child, they would push a lot of things. Like if my parents were at home, they might come with wounds and be like, well, here, fix it. Oh. (laughs) You're like, bandage it up for me. Oh, so, goodness. yeah, I had a lot of experience like that of things that were not normal for most kids to do. Mm-hmm. This one ha- one time, we were at our house, and um, we got a knock on the door, and this lady and her husband, they brought a tiny baby. It was really small. It was a baby girl, which um, they don't value girls like they do Boys. Boys over there. Mm. And it was a baby, so they weren't going to spend, like, all their money on keeping this baby alive. Oh, that's sad. And the baby had whooping cough. Mm. And so it would cough and cough and cough and cough until it could hardly breathe. Or it couldn't breathe. And since my mom had, like, these tubes for helping babies breathe when they were first born, or, I don't know, some kind of feeding tube or something for newborns, Mm -hmm. um... So she would put that down and, like, suction out its lungs sometimes. Oh. Because it would get so, like, stopped up. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Mucus filled and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Anyways, so the baby just kept, like, continually getting worse. And we were trying to do everything we could to help this baby. Mm-hmm. And we told them they really needed to take it to the hospital. But they weren't going to hike 14 miles to the nearest road and then a four-hour drive to the hospital just to see the baby die. Aww. And so they're like, well, if you don't do anything, we're going to just go home and let it die. Aww. And my mom couldn't let it that happen. So she yeah. was trying to do everything she could. And then, so they were living in our home while we were taking care of their baby. And one evening, we walked into our house to find that this family had called over the witch doctor into our house. Oh. And he was performing his ceremony on this baby in our house. No. And my mom was so angry. And she was like, but she tried to just be cool about it and not to like say anything to this family. Yeah. But she was angry with God. She was like, God, listen, I've been giving my all to help this baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember her even talking about it to us because I was really upset as well that this rich doctor was called into our house. Yeah, because you guys are Christians and they right. just brought this. Oh, goodness. And so we were like, mom was like, so, you know, God, you're going to have to, you know, if this baby dies at this point, that's fine with me because I don't want it to give glory to the witch doctor now. If the baby lives and they say it's from the witch doctor because the witch doctor prayed for it, Mm -hmm. then I don't care. It can die. Like, it's on you, God. Mm -hmm. But I want glory to be brought to you. Yeah. And so, you know, I could care less what happens at this point. She was really upset. (laughs) And all of us were really frustrated with this person. Like, you came to us to get help, and then you called the witch doctor in. Yeah. It was really frustrating. So, 
the baby progressively got worse. Mm-hmm. And a couple days later, or maybe it was the next day, feels like the next day to me now, but it might have been a couple days later, um, the baby was really, really bad. And it was like on its last leg. And it was having a hard time breathing. And this one, it took a breath and it just started coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing. And then the baby turned blue. And it oh. wasn't breathing anymore. So my mom took it and she tried to suction it out. She tried to do all kinds of things for it. And it wasn't like coming back to life. Like it had died. Mm. And so my mom took the baby and she flung it over her shoulder. And because all of the people over there, they're so used to seeing death that they just started wailing. (laughs) She flung the baby over her shoulder and she started patting it. And she was like, if you expect me to help your child, then be quiet. And one of them said, doesn't she know what a dead baby looks like? Take it away from her. Mm. And right then my dad and some of the student missionaries came in the door. And my mom's like, come, let's have prayer for this baby. So she put the baby down and they put, we all put our hands on the baby and we prayed for the baby. Mm. And before we were done praying, the baby's skin was pink and it was breathing normally and the whooping cough was gone. Wow. And after that, everyone in the whole village, instead of saying, well, our God is stronger than their God, mm-hmm. it was, oh, wow, their God is amazing. It can bring somebody back to life. Oh, goodness. And... It was so neat to me to see, and like building of my own faith, Mm -hmm. to see like God do that. Not just in Bible times, but like here in today's age to actually bring someone back to life. Yeah, because like it was nothing you guys did because you were doing everything, you know, like humanly or like medically possible. But yeah, like the baby wasn't like, you know, it was not going to live. It wasn't, you know, it died. But then when you pray and, like, no other intervention, and God's like, all right, I'm going to bring him back because then they will see and then they will know I am God. Wow. And also, it was, you know, we had taken ourselves all out of it. It was like, okay, God, it's nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm. They called the witch doctor in. Like, it's all for your glory. Yeah. If you have something you want to bring out of it to, like, show your glory, then go for it. But if not... We're fine with letting it go, but we'll still give our 100% until mm-hmm. the baby's gone yeah. or what, healed or whatever. And just to see, like, God work such a huge miracle mm-hmm. was, like, super building and, like, increased my faith greatly. Yeah. And just to realize how much God cares about the little things. And sure, he might not, like, when we go and ask him to do something, like, random hey god do this for me or do that you might not do it because it might be just for selfish reasons for us to bring glory to our own selves Mm -hmm. but if his name is on the line and it will really bring glory to god he will perform all kinds of miracles Mm -hmm. and if it's also for other people to bring them closer to him too well also like just showing his love because like you know like because of their culture, you know, like, girls aren't valued or, you know, like, babies because, you know, like, you know, they don't have any worth. But God, you know, showing up and saying, hey, like, I even care about, like, this little baby girl, you know, who has no worth in your eyes. I'm willing to still bring her back from the dead because I love her so much. Like, what a radical way to show them, like, God's love. Like, 
for their mindset, you know, the lowest of the low, but God's still saying, I still love this little baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And say, and also just how he shows not just his love for that baby, but also for people that don't even know him. Mm-hmm. And saying, you know, I don't know you. I mean, you don't know me as a personal savior, but yet I want to do something special for you mm-hmm. and heal your child. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. A few weeks before that, a friend, it was like my best friend, she lived right next door to us. She had come over and she had been um, demon-possessed. Oh. And we didn't realize it was demon possession at first. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, what is this? So we were like, well, maybe she like got some kind of sickness. But I was like, but she was playing with me like last night. Like, and she was fine. She was fine. And, and it seemed like she had even come over earlier that morning and she was fine. And then she came back later and she was like possessed. And she was like looking over her shoulder like somebody was after her. Mm. She was saying weird stuff. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, we're like, we don't know. And so they called her father and he did like a little, he had some weeds and he did like this little chant over her head and be gone in two hours. And he went back to work and in two hours she was fine. Within two hours she was fine. And everyone's like, see, we brought one of our witch, our demon cases to them and they couldn't even take it out. Well, we didn't realize what it was. (laughs) And... So for them, like a few weeks before, they were like, see, our God is stronger than their God. Mm. So the people were already like kind of talking about that, like Mm. whose God is stronger. And then when God healed this baby, it totally changed the whole community because they're like, they took back what they said and they're like, no, our gods never bring back anyone to life. Mm. And so their God is definitely stronger. Mm. And their God obviously cares about even the little things in life. Mm-hmm. because our God doesn't care about babies. Mm. And it was just so, it was neat. It was really neat to see the difference in it. Yeah, like what a cool way to reach them because like they had already tried with their witch doctor, you know, with their gods and their means, and it had fallen to naught. And like, like talking about your friend being demon-possessed, you know, like Satan will sometimes, you know, take back his demons or unpossess someone if it's going to get those people to fall down and worship him continuously, you know? Like, he also is thinking big picture, but Satan can't bring back from the dead like God can, and that's, you know, God showing his power and his glory and being like, I am greater, you know, I I care about babies, so I'm going to care about you as well. That's cool. And I realized that throughout my life that, I mean, there's many more, like, instances where God showed his power and worked and of course you don't have time for that but it just really helped to build my faith and I think that it helped to make who I am and where I am today I'm actually really thankful for all of those experiences because if it wasn't for all of those experiences like I feel that I mean who knows where I would be today type thing mm-hmm. but from all those experiences you can't have to say that yes I know that God cares about all the little details and cares about us greatly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, because, like, when you have those, like, great miracle stories of, like, oh, wow, like, God show up, and he, like, resurrected somebody from the dead, it's, 
it's harder to deny his power because like you've seen him work so miraculously and then all you have to do is like remember those stories and repeat those stories like the children of Israel and then you can so easily remember you know how great he is and you know he has led me here he is real and this is where he has brought me so I want to trust him in this moment yeah for sure so do you have any last thoughts or little stories you want to share so uh, later on, I w- after we lived in the village we, for four years, then we moved to the capital, and we lived there for three and a half years. When we were in the capital, <clears throat> we had a family that was living in our home with us. They were translating, I think. Her husband was translating, and then she was like helping out with some of the other stuff, and she had a little girl. It was probably like around three years old. And every day um, we'd have like family worship together. Mm-hmm. And so we'd share like from the My Bible Friends storybook. Yeah. And so we would do something for the kids. And then we'd do something that was a little bit like for the older kids too. So my parents did like both. Mm-hmm. And levels. And... Because we actually had two families living with us at one point with little kids. And so, with this one family, this little girl, her name was Esther. And she loved the Bible stories. And her favorite story was Captain Naaman and and the little maid. Yeah. And when Captain Naaman got sick. Oh, before that, it talks about how they worshipped idols. Mm-hmm. And Little Maid wouldn't work, bow down and worship the idols. Mm-hmm. And then how God healed Captain Naaman from leprosy. leprosy. And then after he was healed, then Little Maid, well, then they would pray with Little Maid. Like They left their idols and they started worshipping yeah. God with Little Maid. Well, this somehow made a huge impact on Esther. Mm-hmm. And in Nepal, there's one festival that, um, well, there's lots of festivals, but this one was coming up, and all the neighbors were talking about it, and they were like, hey, you guys, you need to come over to it. There's going to be awesome, yummy food, and just for 50 rupees, you can eat all you want, like, all night long, and there's going to be singing and dancing, and you've got to come to it. Mm -hmm. And the mother, she was, like, not as strong in her faith. The father was very religious and very strong. Yeah. But the mother was, she was more torn, she was kind of torn. She loved, like, still, like, all the parties and the, mm. all the excitement that went along with their festivals. And so she really wanted to go. Mm. So after it got dark, she slipped out of the house with her little girl and went down to this festival. Oh, goodness. So she did this behind her husband's back? Yes. Oh. And she was hoping that we wouldn't see either. We knew that, you know, she was toying with the idea and we were just praying for her. Mm -hmm. And so the little girl went, she gets down the street a little ways. And when she sees the singing and the dancing and the idols, it triggers something in her mind from what she's been hearing in worship. Mm-hmm. And she puts her hands in her ears, and she turns the other way, and she goes, Mom, Jesus isn't happy with this. 
and she Jesus doesn't like this. This doesn't make Jesus happy. And she turns and she runs the other way down the street. Oh, and this goodness. is in the capital. And there are people that do come by and steal kids. So she can't just let her little kid run down the street by themselves mm -hmm. or to run back home. Yeah. Like she's now got to go back with her daughter. Mm -hmm. So she sheepishly followed her daughter back home. And the next day, you know, she told us what happened. And I realized, you know what? God knew that she wasn't strong to stand up. Mm -hmm. And he helped the little girl to be strong for her and helped her to be strong. Yeah. But it just, for me, it also made an impact, like, how much, like, those Bible stories can have an impact. Yeah. Not just, like, they've helped me in my life, like, mm -hmm. so many times. But even for little kids, because sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, it's just a story for a little kid. Like, how impact can it make? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people, like, kind of, like, dismissing children's faith. Like, uh -huh. I know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, they're nine, they can't be baptized. And it's like, well, they want to be, and they have that desire in their heart. Like, their faith is young, but if you give them time to foster, you know, they can make that impact. You know, like, they can stand up, they can be little maid, or they can be Esther and be like, Mom, we don't need to be here. <laughs> like, that's so cool, because, like, you know, I'm sure, you know, like, there's a lot of fun associated with that festival, you know, like you're saying, like, idol worship and stuff, and, like, it can be hard to, like, separate ourselves from that, like, especially if you've grown up doing it, but that can also, like, suck you back into, like, worshiping these other gods or whatever, and sometimes you have to take a stand and say, okay, no, we're not gonna do this, and that little girl is like, no, we need to take a stand, we need to be, like, little maid, and just you know, help lead her own mom mm -hmm. to a better relationship with God. Like, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, for sure. And it was like, it was really faith building for her mom. Mm -hmm. But even for like some of the rest of us, I realized that it had a bigger impact on like even my life mm -hmm. than, you know, just hearing, just hearing it and seeing the impact of, the stories that have on her. Sometimes when you see it in your own life, you don't realize how much of an impact it's making. But when you see it in somebody else that's just sucking up those stories on a daily basis and applying it to their lives too, mm -hmm. then you're like, wow, this really has a huge impact. And what we put into our minds, then it's what comes out. Yeah, and, and how important all those little stories are. Because, you know, I remember... My mom also reading us all those Bible stories and, like, the blue books to us when we were little. And, like, a lot of times, you know, as I'm older, I'm like, you know, whatever. But then, like, they come back to you. Or, like, you know, reading the Bible, like, realizing, oh, wow, I do know a lot of Bible stories because my mom was, like, faithful in reading this to us. And, like, and it lays such a big foundation of, like, for, like, trust in the Bible and knowing these stories and thinking about, you know, how do they apply to me? Like, it's such as like a firm foundation mm -hmm. for little kids and like it's important because like it's important for us too you know like and it also helps like when we're struggling with things I mean even as an adult sometimes I'll look back and be like how can what bible story can I pull from this to help apply so that I know what to do to like help mm -hmm. me deal with the situation or help to know what to do and a lot of times those bible stories are there to that we can draw from those experiences to know how best to 
live our life now. Yeah, I think it's a verse in 1 Corinthians. It talks about how the whole Bible was given to us so that we could look at the examples of others and learn from them. And so basically the Bible is just full of people's testimonies, you know, where we can learn from how they went wrong or where things went astray and realizing, you know, no one is too young and no thing is too small for God to notice. Like, He cares about everything that's insignificant or unimportant in our minds. You know, He nurtures those little children we don't think, you know, have a testimony or, you know, can be a witness. And He uses them as that. He brings, you know, dead babies back to life because He values everything and everyone so much. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Joella. I really appreciate what you have shared. I think it's a good reminder. I think it was like Timothy that was talked about, you know, don't let people ridicule you for your age or for your youth, basically, just because you're young or you're unimportant. Just a reminder that, you know, God can use you and he does use those small things and the insignificance in our lives to be a testimony for him. Well, thank you for sharing that. Okay. And guys, tune in next week for Kylie recording somebody else. Bye! If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye!